good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Doc Bryant Show. I am your host, Doc Bryant. Why, Doc? Because I was a U.S. Navy slash Marine Corps combat corpsman for six years, and that's what they call us in the Navy and Marine Corps. And uh, that is the name that is tattooed on my soul because the change is forever. Uh, once again, thanks for tuning in. Um, yesterday I was watching uh, one of my favorite uh, YouTube uh, people, uh, providers, uh, content creators, if you will, uh, Dr. Steve Turley. And Dr. Steve is... Uh, has just very insightful and very informed uh, um, things to say about the political situation. He's extremely well-educated, and he understands his political theory and theological theory uh, and theology really well. Um, and so I would very highly suggest that you look him up. Uh, I know he's on BitChute. Uh, as uh, as am I, b i t c h u t e dot com. Uh, I don't know if he's on Rumble dot com uh, like I am, and, but I know he's of course on YouTube, which I am not. Uh, anyway, I was watching uh, one of his productions yesterday, and he was talking about how uh, recent polls are very positive in the direction of Republicans in coming elections when it comes to the Hispanic community. He was uh, referencing the inevitable end of Title 42 coming tomorrow, uh, if you are watching this uh, indeed on the 10th. And he was talking about how uh, the good news is is that the vast majority of Hispanic families are uh, very conservative, uh, very Christian, and uh, are now trending vastly more towards the Republican side, and uh, how the Democrats simply cannot win elections definitely cannot win local elections with this reality occurring. And that's good news, having pointed out what I pointed out on my last podcast, that um, the way to, the way that we're going to change Washington, D.C., because of the way the United States is designed as a federalist nation, is by winning local elections, county elections, and state elections. Because if we control the states, especially if we control the state legislatures, we will be able to change Washington, D.C. We have to be vigilant and be willing to change our representatives when our representatives become ensnared by the swamp uh, we have to be able to recall them 
And so there's a lot of changes that need to be done at the state level, like securing our elections from fraud, uh, like creating laws that allow us to recall our federal representatives. Um, but if we can control local, county, and state politics, then we can change Washington, D.C. That much is true. However, and I pointed this out in the comments on that particular uh, show of his on uh, YouTube, that all of these polls are well and good, except for the fact that they do not take into account the Democrats taking over the electoral process. Now, and I, I think I touched on this in the last episode as well, the Democrats are trying to take over the electoral process largely in a top-down manner, which is the way Democrats do everything. That is the way that their system is designed. Uh, it is it is by nature. Any socialist, communist, fascist, and we will get into that, by the way, uh, system, uh, any centralized system, by definition, is a top-down system. And so they are working against the stream of politics in the United States. And the Republicans, or I'm sorry, not the Republicans, but we the people are waking up to the realization of federalism and how to use it against the Democrats. Still, they are trying to control and fortify elections. And uh, this next story that I ran across in the Gateway Public, <laughs> sorry, the Gateway Pundit, is indicative of this. All right, the Gateway Pundit, uh, which, if you are not familiar with it, it is a very good source. It does need some good editing. Some of the writing is, uh, well, they just need some help with their with their editing. Uh, and, you know, if you are at the Gateway Pundit and listening to this, uh, I am open to help you with your editing. Uh, I have done that frequently before and am very adept at doing so. At any rate, Gateway Pundit, it is, uh, if you want to uh, go view it, it is thegatewaypundit.com. That's all one word, thegatewaypundit, one word, dot com. And the headline is, Watch, Maricopa County Supervisor Bill Gates Runs from Questions at Zuck uh, Secret Zuckerberg-Funded Soros-Tied D.C. Election Summit. Elon Musk responds, they're supposed to be impartial. Maricopa County Supervisor Bill Gates ran away from conservative journalist Laura Loomer's questions about his election corruption and participation in a far-left election conference yesterday in Washington, D.C. Twitter owner Elon Musk responded to the video questioning the integrity of Bill Gates and the other election officials. If It's not that Bill Gates, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, not Microsoft's Bill Gates, who has uh, many uh, rotten globalist connections of his own. Um, 
This is the Bill Gates from Maricopa County fame, if you will recall, during the Maricopa County election that prevented two very strong uh, conservatives from being elected that was uh, illegally interfered with by the county supervisors of Maricopa County uh, in, to include this Mr. Bill Gates. Uh, he was uh, famous, made famous for... Uh, being shown on the news making excuses for the fact that the uh, tabulators, the vote tabulators in heavily Republican districts in Maricopa County did not work correctly and therefore uh, handed Maricopa County over to the uh, installed governor of Arizona, Katie Hobbs. Uh, this is, of course... Uh, still being litigated by Carrie Lake. Uh, but that's a story for another time. As the Gateway Pundit reported, Gates appeared yesterday and today at the Secret Invite Only Summit on American Democracy. It's a secret invite, so that right there makes things kind of hinky if it's not open to the public. Yet, at the same time, they're talking about uh, democracy. You know, how can you have democracy when you are excluding the people from seeing what you're doing? That's, that's just kind of, uh, uh doesn't make any sense. Anyway, uh, as the Gateway Pundit reported, uh, yeah, summit on, oh, and another thing, by the way, the United States, and I have argued this many, many, many times, the United States is not, is not a democracy. We are not a democracy. We are constitutional republic. A constitutional republic. And I have mentioned multiple times that, and correctly so, the word democracy does not appear anywhere in any of the founding documents. And then I have had people respond by saying, well, the word Republic, uh, Republican, you know, it doesn't appear anywhere in the uh, Constitution of the United States or any of the founding documents either. So you can't say, well, actually, folks, it does. In the Constitution of the United States, Article 4, Section 4, clearly states, and we can actually take a look at it here, Article 4, Section 4, clearly states, the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government. And listen to this part. And shall protect them from or against invasion and on application of the legislature or of the executive when the legislature cannot be convened against domestic violence. Interesting. It seems that our current federal government is failing on all of those counts. But that's a story for another time. So we've got this super secret meeting here that the head of uh, the county supervisor of Maricopa County, which was the center of a scandal, an election scandal in the last major election in Maricopa County. And, and, it's just kind of hinky, and, and, and it's for American democracy, which the United States is not a democracy. 
And by the way, the reason that they're pushing for democracy and they call themselves Democrats is because in a democracy, and the reason that the founding fathers avoided uh, specifically, intentionally avoided making the United States a democracy is because in a democracy, the majority rules regardless of the minority. There are no minority rights. In a republic, the minority actually has rights and can exercise their rights. In a democracy, if the majority of people vote to take your stuff from you, then that is what happens. And so if you can get people whipped up into enough of an emotional frenzy to do uh, horrible things to other people and deprive other people of their rights, then you can do that in a democracy. You cannot do that in a republic. And that is why we are a republic. So, secret meeting, Maricopa County Supervisor, who was at the center of the election scandal in Arizona, and they're talking about democracy. All right. This occurred on May 8th through 9th with partisan hack David Becker, who heads the Center for Election Innovation and Research for a conference on the current state of American democracy. There that is again. And elections. David Becker is the far left operative who founded the Eric system used in over 30 states, including Arizona with 35 million voter records. As reported by Laura Loomer in August 2020, less than three months before the presidential election, the CEIR accepted $69.5 million from Facebook founder and billionaire Mark Zuckerberg and his Chinese wife Priscilla Chan to create more mail-in ballot drop boxes in key swing states under the guise of COVID-19 safety precautions. As the Gateway Pundit reported, Maricopa County also received $3 million from Zuckerberg's Center for Technology and Civic Life before the 2020 election. It appears this money was used to help steal elections in key states across the country. And this is what I was talking about when I was responding to Dr. Steve Turley's video. If the left, if the left are capable of quote-unquote fortifying elections, then the polls don't matter. Then our votes do not matter because that's the purpose of what they are trying to do right now. What they are trying to do right now because they know they are perfectly aware that they are actually in the minority. They are perfectly aware that the, that the people of the United States, we, the people of the United States, are waking up, that we are rising up against them. They know that's going on. And so they want to shut that down. And the only way that they can shut it down is to cheat. And that's what this is about. So all those polls don't make any difference if we cannot defeat their attempts to fortify elections. 
And that's what we need to do. Now the question is, can we? The only way we can is to be able to, the only political way that we can is to control the counties. That's what happens. It has to happen in Maricopa County, and that's what has to happen in your county, wherever you live. We, MAGA, the people, we the people of the United States, have to take control, and in some cases wrest control, from the left in our counties. Once we control our counties, the county commissioners, the they have a lot of power and are capable of doing a lot of things. And once the counties are controlled, then the elections are controlled. The state legislatures are more controlled. The governorships, etc., are controlled. And when that happens, when the state legislatures especially are controlled, the state legislatures are the ones who set the laws for elections in the states. And once laws for elections are set and controlled in the states, then D.C. is better controlled. And then the real threat, which is in D.C., the bureaucracy, the illegal unconstitutional bureaucracy can be controlled and then ultimately dismantled, which is what has to happen. Okay. And, and another thing that needs to happen badly is that once the state legislatures are controlled, an Article 5 convention of the states has to be called so that the Constitution can be revised such that this mess that we are facing now does not happen again. Next up is Bud Light. Bud Light, which has become uh, top two. Uh, one of my favorite companies now to bag on. Uh, because... What they did, see, this is the thing that between Disney and Bud Light, what Disney has been doing and what Disney is doing is intentionally, directly assaulting Western culture. And ultimately their target is Christianity. Make no mistake about that. Because Western culture, despite what a lot of people will say, is actually founded on Christianity. Concepts advanced by Christianity, espoused by Christianity. So Disney is intentionally assaulting Western culture and Christianity specifically. Bud Light just kind of stumbled into it. Okay. Bud Light is a barometer of the way that our culture is currently going and of the seething anger that is 
held within the people of the United States, the vast majority of the people of the United States. And I am saying the vast majority of the people of the United States because the left has been slowly losing power politically because it just, the left, but the, the leftism will not work in the United States. The United States was designed such that the, that everybody has these opportunities and there is no caste system, no solid hard caste system that the left can work against like they did in Vietnam, like they did in Russia, like they did in, in all of the various places where they had fairly successful socialist revolts, that doesn't exist here in the United States because people are capable of moving from class to class and consistently, for the most part, move up except for those groups of people that have been heavily influenced by the left. And even they are now stepping out and saying, no, we, you know, we've been voting for you Democrats for decades now, and you have done nothing for our people. You say that you're for our people, but you have done nothing for our people. And so we're going to do it another way. We're going to go out and do it ourselves. And lo and behold, if you go out and you do it yourself, guess what? It generally works, or at least it generally moves you in the right direction. Okay? There's an old Stoic saying that for somebody who has no direction, no wind is favorable. Um, if you move in a direction that you know is the right direction, even generally in that direction, at least you're moving forward. Okay, and that is something that the Democrats and that the left oppose. But thats I don't want to get too heavy into that particular bit of philosophy. I digress again. Bad doc. Anyway, Bud Light has become a barometer for this situation. Bud Light stumbled onto this. Now, granted, there is very solid evidence that Bud Light has become a leftist company because it is big, because it makes money, because it is influential. When the left sees a successful, influential corporation, they will infiltrate it, they will infect it, and they will take it over so that they can twist it to try to influence culture. And maybe that's kind of the direction that they were kind of doing with this. Maybe. I don't know how far up this goes. Perhaps. And, and I guess very likely that that's the case. That they were, But they were just dipping their toe in. And what I'm talking about, for those of you who don't know, is the whole Dylan, Dylan Mulvaney thing. Dylan Mulvaney is a failed actor, a failed comedian, and he has... Uh, glommed on to the uh, to the whole transgender thing. Now, Dylan Mulvaney himself has not committed to it. He is a guy. 
He is a biological male with all the trimmings who dresses up as a girl. And he pretends to be a little girl for the most part. And he makes a good living at it. He's got millions of viewers on TikTok, I guess is what the situation is with him. And Bud Light, he's kind of become the face of transgenderism, which is really ironic because he is a guy. Again, no surgery except maybe, I guess, some facial smoothing or something like that. Other than that, he has not committed to anything. He hasn't had anything chopped off. He hasn't had anything added on. He's just a guy dressing up as a chick. Okay? Little more than a drag queen. But the reason he's doing it is just to get attention. That's it. You know, he's not committed to this. He, I don't believe he has gender, actually has gender dysphoria such that he feels like he's a woman. He's just playing at it. As some people have said, they call it, uh, he's putting on a woman face. It's a minstrel show, is what it is. Uh, or a menstrual show. Ooh, I'm keeping, that's going in there. I am keeping that. So, damn, that was funny. Um, he's, it's, he, it's a minstrel show is all he is. So he's, he's not really a transgender guy, despite the fact that he's kind of become the face of transgenderism and the transgender movement. He's not really a transgender he is a dude pretending to be a transgender. So he's a dude pretending to be somebody pretending to be somebody. Which is, if, if, if that doesn't describe the twisted philosophy, the, the twisted system of the left, I don't know what does. I actually have a personal experience with transgenderism that involves a very close friend of mine that I grew up with. I mean, I went to elementary school with this dude. And he he actually is a real transgender, by the way. Like, a, a real transgender. Um, but, so so I know what a real transgender is and what one is not. And Dylan Mulvaney is not a real transgender. I can tell you that. Anyway, so Bud Light sends Dylan Mulvaney a pack of, a six-pack or a 12-pack of Bud Light cans with his ridiculous face on it, making some kind of wearing woman face, doing his menstrual show. And it was only this one set of cans that was sent to him. And I believe what this was doing was it was, it was the leftist CEO and executives of Bud Light just trying to test the waters. Because that's what the left does. The left will push and push and push until they get kickback. And then they'll pull back. They won't make an apology they will explain how their intentions were misconstrued. So it's always your fault. It's always the public's fault. Or in the case of show business and the movies, uh, it's always the fans' fault for, being, for, for not being ready, for not being 
illuminated enough for not being as as uh, as smart as they are as as these as these elites are you're not as smart as we are you're just not ready for this but we understand that you misunderstand so there was no apology and and there is never an apology but they'll push and push until they get kick kick back and then they might back up a little bit but they've still gained ground and then when everything's calmed down they'll start pushing again just in small increments the left moves in small insidious increments and that's what was going on here this except for the fact that they did it at just the wrong time cuz people are fed up with this bs people are fed up with this crap and people are fed up with the left. They have gone too far. Way too far. So Bud Light sends out this couple of cans just to see. It's just a couple of cans. And again, if it goes wrong, we can always back off and say, well, it was never our intention. We were never really full on into this. And we understand you are not ready for this kind of thing. Or you misunderstood this kind of thing. And, 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 and buddy. So Dylan Mulvaney comes out celebrating his 365th day of womanhood. Despite the fact, again, he hasn't transitioned shit. He hasn't changed anything. He got a little facial done. That's it. That's all. This dude is not a real transgender, but he's celebrating his 365th day of womanhood. The little cans. And Bud Light is helping me celebrate. Dylan Mulvaney doesn't drink blood, Bud Light. Okay, Bud Light is not. A, and, and it just boggles my mind how the left thinks that if they can introduce this stuff into regular society, into normal society, that the normal society will go, like a bunch of sheep, will go, oh, yeah, transgender, transgender, oh, yeah, yeah, well, that's good, yeah, we'll do that, oh, because cause it's, it's, it's on a beer can, and I drink beer, and I'm stupid, so I'm just going to start dressing up like a woman, too, and I'm going to accept this, and this is all normal. No, 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 because there is reality, and then there is fantasy. And the left is, has the left hates reality. They try to influence people into sharing their reality, which is what they were trying to do here, what Bud Light was trying to do with these cans. But holy cow, they picked the wrong group of people to screw with. Because your average Bud Light drinker is not what you would call sympathetic to the transgender movement. Your average Bud Light drinker is a salt-of-the-earth, dirt, grease on his hands, blue-collar, real worker, somebody who works for a living. Bud Light is not an artisan beer. Bud Light is an efficient, uh, an efficient alcohol delivery system that has 
just enough flavor to make it tolerable. That's what Bud Light is. And so, this was not marketed towards transgenders. Transgenders do not drink Bud Light. This was an attempt to influence a community that is traditionally opposed to the left. That's what this was. And the backlash was astounding. This was a straw-breaking-the-camel's-back moment. This is the end of Bud Light. Bud Light will no longer exist after this. People stopped drinking Bud Light. Sales of Bud Light tanked. Overall, apparently, for the past month, sales have dropped, I've heard, anywhere from 26 to 46%. And it depends, I guess, on what type of sales you're looking at. But there are also reports from individual establishments. Like There's one particular establishment. Bud Light sales dropped 89%. Bud Light is over. Bud Light is not coming back. This is not a boycott. People, this is something that folks need to understand. This is not a boycott. Right? This wasn't an organized thing where a bunch of, because, and the left mistakes things for this because this is the way the, the left works. And so they think if this is the way we work, then this is the way the other side works because the left is stupid. This is not a boycott. This wasn't an organized thing. This was people saying, you know what? Screw you. Screw you. We're not going to, we're just not going to do this anymore. You, this is what you stand for. We don't stand for that. You all have been shoving this garbage down our throat and more to the point targeting our children with this garbage for the last several years. We're done with it. If you've decided that that's the side that you're going to be on, then we're just not going to buy your product. And there is no amount of anything that you can do to, sit, to fix the situation. And as proof, Bud Light has been trying to give away, that literally give away their beer for free. And people still are not, are not taking it. A fellow by the name of Clay Travis, who founded OutKick. I am not familiar with, with Mr. Travis. I am not familiar with OutKick. Decided to do an experiment. And he went to some kind of venue. I think it was a country music thing. It was a concert, country music concert in Nashville. And he brought with him one or two coolers filled with three types of beer. One was Youngling, I guess. Uh, another one was Michelob Light, which is an Anheuser-Busch product. So maybe that was like part of the control. And then the other one was Bud Light. And passers-by, he said, take a free beer. Just take any beer you want, free beer. At the end of the night, the cooler or coolers were filled with Bud Light. 
This shows that Bud Light now has a social stigma attached to it, such that people do not want to be seen drinking it. Bud Light is over. It's done. Anheuser-Busch is done because Anheuser-Busch has actually started reporting, I guess in their last investor call, they started reporting what they refer to as a halo effect where people not only are stopping drinking Bud Light, but they are looking into what other holdings, what other products come from Anheuser-Busch and they're not drinking those either. People are realizing, oh, Michelob, that's that's an Anheuser-Busch? Well, I'm not drinking that either. Now, this is good news for the, you know, craft beer market, for the uh, small, you know, microbrewery market and stuff like that. And I, uh, I am all for that. I myself do not drink. I, I when I was in the service. And, you know, I, I drank enough for like three lifetimes. Uh, but I was a picky drinker for the most part. I, now, I did go to parties and, and, you know, get hammered on stuff like like Bud Light. I don't think I ever drank Bud Light per se. I might have, I did drink Bud Light Lime for a little while. Uh, but regardless, I, I preferred to drink like real beer, good beer, um, uh, like microbrewery stuff, uh, beer with flavor if you will. Um, but, and that's good news for that market. But this is proof that the leftist agenda is being entirely rejected, flat out rejected. And folks, to show you that they haven't really made that much ground on this, I mean, they have gained a bit, but even still, if you go back a few years and look at the amount of people who considered themselves to be transgender, it was three-tenths of a percent of the population of the United States. Now they're saying it's, it's, it's skyrocketed to 1.6% of the population of the United States. That means 98.4% of the United States do not identify that way. And I hate to even use that term identify because how you identify doesn't matter. What you feel doesn't matter. What you believe doesn't matter unless it is rooted in reality. Objective reality and objective reality, objective truth does exist. And to the extent that you operate your life counter to objective reality and objective truth, you are causing damage to yourself and to others around you. That's what the left does. And that's what they're trying to do with these campaigns. In a related story, actually, I want to get into this. See, the left targets children they they are fairly aware of 
the developmental, human developmental process. They themselves are victims of a failure to properly transverse, transverse, to properly go through uh, Erickson's uh, stage of development called identity versus role confusion. They are permanently trapped in their teen, preteen years. But they understand that in order to affect change in a culture, you have to get their children. And, and this actually, you can go back further to the Jesuits who were founded on this kind of idea that if you get a child early enough, you can change them into what you want. Hell, the Bible even says this. Train up your children in the, white, in the right way and they will not deviate from it. I believe that's in Proverbs. So the left is perfectly aware. More to the point, Satan is perfectly aware. Satan? Yes. Talking spiritual warfare here again. Satan is perfectly aware that if you get children early enough, then you can heavily influence them and change them. And that's what we're looking at here, folks. While we're on the subject of marketing, a uh, marketing evil, Oklahoma governor Stitt defends defunding state's PBS station over indoctrination and over-sexualization of our children. This is from the Gateway Pundit, Dateline, May 8th. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt is defending his decision to defund the state's PBS station over its indoctrination and over-sexualization of our children. Stitt vetoed a bill last week that would have funded the Oklahoma Educational Television Authority through 2026, citing the increased pride content, including on Sesame Street. Yes, by the way, on Sesame Street, they are now featuring drag queens. I don't think Oklahomans want to use their tax dollars to indoctrinate kids, Stitt said. And this is a brilliant insight. And this is an indication that finally the political class are figuring out that the best way, the best way to close down the left is to simply defund them. The left cannot exist. The left is a parasitical philosophy. It is founded on laziness, on greed and envy, and on theft, and ultimately mass murder. But it cannot exist without other people's money, because it cannot produce anything itself. The left lacks creativity, like Satan, like the father of the left. Satan cannot create anything. He is a thief. And the left cannot exist without stealing other people's money. And so if you defund them, they will cease to exist. It works on a macro level. It works on a micro level. And the Oklahoma governor has figured this out. 
I don't think Oklahomans want to use their tax dollars to indoctrinate kids, Stitt said during a press conference about the veto and some of the stuff that they are showing. It just overly sexualizes our kids. Without the funding, the station is expected to go off the air on July 1st, unless the legislature decides to override the veto. Speaking to Fox News and the legislature, by the way, if you are a member of the legislature in Oklahoma, you really, really, really do not want to override this veto. I have friends who live in Oklahoma. I am perfectly aware of the political situation in Oklahoma. You don't want to do it. If you do, you will not have a seat in the legislature for long. Speaking to Fox News, Stitt said, OETA to us is an outdated system. And he's correct there. I think PBS and NPR should never have come into existence in the first place. All that is is the government. It's, It's a government propaganda outlet. It is a direct government propaganda outlet. The government has zero business whatsoever in broadcasting. None. Zero. Zip. Nada. No business in broadcasting. So PBS in general needs to be defunded. Nationally. The government has no business. There is no constitutional authority for government to be involved in it. It is unconstitutional. The federal government needs to be out of it. So NPR needs to be gone. PBS needs to be gone. And people say, oh, you're just opposed to education. No, I'm opposed to indoctrination. I'm opposed to the government telling us what is right and what is wrong. That is not the government's business. That is our business to decide on our own what is right and what is wrong. It is our business, not the government's. The government is going to tell us what is in the government's best interest. The government does not have our best interest at heart. And the only time the government does have our best interest at heart is when they are damn sure that we control them. And that they do what we say, not the other way around. Another quote from Stitt, you know, the big, big question is why are we spending taxpayer dollars to prop up or compete with the private sector and run television stations? This is a great question. And then when you go through all the programming that's happening and the indoctrination and over-sexualization of our children, it's just really problematic and it doesn't line up with Oklahoma values. That's brilliant. Huge, huge, uh, uh, just big applause. Lots of props to Oklahoma Governor Stitt. And this is indicative of the fact that we are, we the people, are winning the states. We are winning this battle. Now, this causes potential problems. The left are going to do everything they can to maintain power up to and including using violence But that's a discussion for a different time. Culturally, we are winning. We have the Republican Party, and I'm not even going to say the Republican Party because they're they're quickly becoming irrelevant. At least the rhinos are. We the people 
of the United States now control more state legislatures than we ever have. We now have more supermajorities in state legislatures than we ever have, such that even if there is a rogue governor, like, say, Arizona, but even if there is a rogue governor, these supermajorities in the state legislatures can override everything that governor does. And these state legislatures can set the laws that control the elections. This is what happens when we, the people, control our counties, control our cities, but mostly counties. You want to control the counties politically. You control the county, you control the state. You control the state, then you control the federal government. That's the way it works. And this is happening. More governors are waking up. I wish my governor was this uh, awake. This based, I guess, is the, the current use of the term that is opposite of wokeness. Uh, Greg Abbott is a squishy bushy. And he only does the right thing when he is absolutely forced to. Eventually, hopefully, we will be rid of him and get a real governor. In uh, but but I think that in Texas, the the most powerful position, uh, executive position, is actually the uh, the lieutenant governor. But still, it would be nice to have a governor who actually has ties more ties to we the people than he does the establishment. Just saying. Anyway, so that's that's our little cultural uh, update. Thanks for listening, folks. If you enjoyed this, hit the like and subscribe button down below. Share this video out there. Please share this video out there to your friends or to people you think it will annoy. Hey, I'm already starting to get hate comments for my videos. I appreciate it. By the way, if, if you hate this, absolutely hit me up in the comments. If you hate comments are good enough, I will feature them on, on the show in, in a reply. Right now, I've only gotten two or three, so it's not enough to do a whole show on. But anyway, you can get my videos on bitshoot.com, odyssey.com, and rumble.com, and you can get my podcast anywhere you can get podcasts, The Doc Bryant Show, anywhere you can get podcasts, except for Apple. Thanks for listening, folks, and I will talk to you all later. Now on to news about Tucker Carlson. Uh, Tucker Carlson, for those of you who do not know, is a very conservative pundit that was on Fox News for quite some time until Fox News met with representatives from the uh, Crooked Dominion voting machine company and uh, also apparently uh, people connected with the World Economic Forum and uh, Tucker Carlson was released, well not released from Fox News per se, but his show was shut down. He was taken off the air. He was still held by his contract. They didn't fire him. The Fox News still uh, kept him into his contract and was still paying him, but 
was telling him that he could not uh, have another show or do anything on his own that could potentially compete with Fox News. Uh, this was such a bad decision by Fox because it caused their ratings to drop so far that their ratings are now below those of MSNBC. And that's saying something. I mean, MSNBC is crap. Nobody watches that. And now nobody is watching Fox News. As a matter of fact, people are saying that the firing of Tucker Carlson is pretty much the end of legacy media as we know it. So it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Because anytime you have any, any kind of effective organization, the left is going to try to infiltrate it and twist it to their use. I mean, we've seen this with many huge corporations. It's true of BlackRock and, and other similar uh, uh, hedge, hedge fund corporations. We found out that it's true of Anheuser-Busch, um, the World Economic Forum, now basically uh, has their fingers in Anheuser-Busch and uh, the U.S. federal government controls the U.S. wing of Anheuser-Busch through their current CEO but former CIA guy. And uh, Fox News has apparently fallen to the same kind of pressure. Uh, because again, if, if there is an effective outlet, media outlet, for leftist sentiment, the left is going to take over, eventually. And that's what they did with Fox News. Fox News has now completely fallen, and now, of course, they have fallen in the ratings. Nobody is watching, nobody is listening, to the point where they are actually below MSNBC in their ratings, which is just amazing. And, and this heralds the end of the legacy media period, because nobody's watching. Nobody's watching, nobody's listening. So Tucker Carlson uh, decided that he was going to contact a lot of his friends in the media. He has a lot of powerful friends in the media, politics, lawyers, to put pressure on Fox News to release him from his contract, which his contract uh, was going to hold him and Fox News was planning on holding him silent until 2025, which, coincidentally, is the year after the 2024 elections are being held. So they wanted him quiet. They wanted him shut down so that his influence could not be felt. Again, they want to completely control the narrative. Well, it didn't quite work because apparently... Tucker Carlson is going to be starting a show on Twitter. And I think this is going to be, I don't know much about this. I know that he met with Elon Musk a couple of days ago. Maybe it was yesterday, maybe it was the day before, but I know he met with Elon Musk. And now news is out that Tucker Carlson is going to have a show on Twitter. And I guess this is going to be the foundation, uh, the cornerstone of uh, Twitter becoming a direct competitor with YouTube, which is fantastic. Uh, that needed to happen, and that's awesome. Um, up to this point, the only major competitor to YouTube was Rumble, uh, and 
you know, that's, that's us. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna have to get in on this Twitter thing too. Uh, I'm already on BitChute, Odyssey, and Rumble. And those are the, the three biggest, I guess, uh, alternatives to YouTube at this point. But once Twitter gets in on the deal, it, I mean, it's going to take off. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Anyway, Tucker Carlson is going to be starting this show. Um, and of course, CNN being part of the establishment media, being part of the legacy media that is dead for all intents and purposes, uh, decided to lash out against Tucker Carlson the only way that they could, because the left cannot, uh, they have no rational argumentation, zero rational argumentation. All they can do is lash out. They can use logical fallacies and the logical fallacy that is used most often against the most effective people by the left is uh, ad hominem, ad hominem being Latin for to the man. And what you're doing with an ad hominem attack is you are attacking the person, personal attacks, instead of attacking the content of their uh, argument. And CNN came out and called uh, and this was very how original they called Tucker Carlson a right wing extremist. I just want to point something out here, folks. Couple of things: political theory, uh, real political theory, and not the political theory that is being pushed in academia right now. Um, you've got the political spectrum. Okay, you've got the right. You got the left. And the left is the further left you go, the more centralized power becomes in the government. To the point that in the furthest left, theoretical furthest left you can go is a monarchy where the power, all the power, rests in one person. The closest real situation we have to that in the world right now is North Korea. Excluding uh, little maybe countries that, that are, you know, happening maybe in Africa or, or wherever. Practically, the closest real thing we've got to a total leftist uh, country is North Korea with uh, Kim, whatever his name is. I, I don't, Kim Jong-un, I guess is his name. Um, in reality, uh, all governments will devolve into an oligarchy because even if you've got a, a theoretical monarchy that king or emperor or whomever it is, is surrounded by a group of powerful advisors that can influence him. So technically, in reality, it is an oligarchy. But theoretically, the furthest left you can go is a monarchy where all government power is centered in one person. 
Okay. As you go to the right, the furthest theoretical right you can go is anarchy. Zero government. Now you will have current people who refer to themselves as anarchists, but they are actually socialists. Saying that what anarchy means, the literal translation of anarchy, and they would be right about this, is no king. And they would say that just means that there's, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the people control the government and, and so forth. But at the same time, these people who are calling themselves anarchists, and I'm talking about Antifa types, calling themselves anarchists, are uh, supportive of a, uh, an authoritarian central government. Or what we were talking about in the last segment, what they refer to as a democracy, where a large group of people is capable of voting themselves other people's stuff. Anarchy, but when it, when it says no king, what it means is no government at all. There's no government at all. Uh, I can't think of an actual practical example of that right now. I guess maybe Afghanistan would be a good practical example. There, there, well, what Afghanistan perhaps used to be when you've got a conglomeration, when it is a patch of ground that that has no no central government at all. It's just a bunch of people running around in tribes, total tribalism. And that means that there are still governments. They're just tiny little governments based typically on family and stuff like that. Um, so that's not total anarchy. So just like there's no real practical total monarchy. There's no real practical total anarchy. But anyway, that's the way the political spectrum is. There are some people that would argue that, and I have had this argued against me before, that the political spectrum is actually a circle and that the far right and the far left all meet together in authoritarianism. That negates the definition of spectrum. The definition of spectrum is going from one extreme to another extreme. The two do not meet together in a circle. Mm -mm, that's not a spectrum. Okay, a spectrum is one side to the other side. Two extremes. So on the left, total authoritarianism. On the right, no government whatsoever. It's a free-for-all. There you go. That's the political spectrum. Now, the left, when they call somebody a right-wing extremist, what they are doing is they are trying to, uh, as they usually do, they are accusing their opponents of doing what they themselves are guilty of doing. And they like to tar their opponents with what are currently considered the worst people of all history, the worst type of government, the worst group of people in all of recorded history, the fascists, the Nazis. 
and they they like to tar the fascists and Nazis as far right. But in reality, they are not. And this is something that you won't hear, and you might it might even be hard to find on Google, on because they are they are the left is very very intent on making sure that this information does not get out, that reality does not get out. The left is very opposed to reality. And the reality is that the founder, the very founder of the fascist movement, his name is Giovanni Gentile. Giovanni Gentile was an avowed socialist. So you look and go practically, look practically at what happened with the fascists in Italy, with the Nazis in Germany. They were both socialist movements, and they both vested the majority of political power in the hands of a small group of people basically deifying one person. Okay, Mussolini in the case of the fascists, and of course Hitler in the case of the Nazis. But in both cases, political power was centered on a small group of people, an oligarchy. And that, by definition, is the far left. So they purposefully when they say right-wing extremist and, and trying to tar people who politically oppose them, the left is intentionally misrepresenting those people because, again, once again, they do not require the definition of the term that they are using. As a matter of fact, they want to avoid the use of the definition of the term that they are using. What they need is the negative emotional connotation that goes along with the term that they are using. That is why when they call somebody a racist and you ask them, what do you mean by racist? Define racist for me just so that we're on the same page. They won't do it. When they say, he's a right-wing extremist, define right-wing extremist. What do you mean by that? Define white supremacist. Define Nazi. Tell me what you mean by that. They will never, ever, ever give you a definition. And if they do give you a definition, it will be the wrong one. It will be what they define what their reality is, but it won't be the actual definition. And, and when you're arguing with these people, first again, ask them for a definition of a term. If they refuse to give you the definition of the term you want, because at that point you can tell them, if you cannot define the term that you are using, then you cannot use the term in your argument. It's as simple as that. And if you are refusing to give the definition of the term. If you know what the definition is, but you are refusing to use that definition, then you have lost the argument. Because then you're just hiding the definition intentionally because you know the definition works against your argument. And you're just flat not allowed to redefine stuff 
based on your own reality because I am not beholden to you to uphold your reality. Definitions are reality. Definitions are standards by which we measure words. Words mean things, as, as Rush Limbaugh used to say, words mean things. And, and if we're going to get into that real quick, the left attacks that too. This is how much the left hates reality. The left attacks words. They attack language. There is an actual philosophy that was created, I believe, by a French fellow uh, called deconstruction. And the concept behind deconstruction is that words don't mean things. Or the excuse that they give is that there are some concepts that are so complex that they cannot be properly expressed by language. Well, if that's the case, then why do we have language? What's the purpose of language? If not to convey to each other concepts, concrete concepts, even abstract concepts given. But if language can't do the job that it was invented to do, why do we have it? And of course, this whole argument is self-contradictory because if language cannot properly convey reality, then uh, your attempting to convey your reality through language is moot and pointless. But anyway, that's where that comes from. And the most famous example of this is when former President Clinton, then President Clinton, was being deposed for a federal court and he actually said, well, that all depends on what the definition of is, is. Okay, that's how the left parses words. Because, well, in my reality, this word means this. In my reality, Nazi means this. And so I can call you a Nazi, but it doesn't work that way. Once the words come out of your mouth into somebody else's ear, there has to be an agreement to what the language means. That's what language is for. And that's how much the left hates reality. Is they will go to those lengths to deconstruct reality because reality is so opposed to their philosophy. So there you have it, a little lesson in, in theory, multiple theories on that one. But uh, more power to Tucker Carlson. And I myself am going to have to get in on this whole uh, Twitter thing. So that sounds pretty cool.